Hello and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Love Says podcast. We have a beautiful conversation on love ahead of us with someone who I have known for a relatively short amount of time, and yet I have felt so connected to her like right from the start that I feel like we've known each other for a much longer time. But even in doing this bio where I'm getting ready to introduce her, um, I realized I can share, you know, what I know of her, what I see in her, but I'm also really eager to get to know her even more throughout this conversation and for you to get to know her too. Our guest today is a board certified health and wellness coach. She has been a personal trainer for 15 years. And since I've worked with her with that for the last year plus, I can say that her knowledge and her warmth and her encouragement, um, has opened up this whole new experience in myself with strength training and strength and body alignment in general. And just as a human being, which I can't wait to talk to her more about that, but from what I see, she deeply cares about justice and treating others with kindness and dignity and respect. And I see her using her voice and her actions towards the world she wants to see now and in the future. She loves nature and animals, and she also deeply loves the band Green Day. And today we will talk about all of that, about love and being human. So I would love to welcome to this conversation on love, Stephanie Obregozo. Hi, Steph. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for that introduction. That was so sweet. And I can honestly say the feeling is so mutual, and I am just so excited to be here with you today. Oh, me too. I'm like, let's just dive right in. And I'm curious because I do, I have so many questions for you, so many curiosities. And as I was thinking about the questions, each question kind of rendered like 10 more questions. <laughs> um, so I am curious because today we're talking about love and being human and anything else that comes up. I am just curious when when you feel the most love within you, and how it feels to you, like when you feel love and how it feels to you. Hmm. When I feel the most love within me, it feels really big. So it feels like super expansive. Hmm. Um, it almost feels like all encompassing, like it's just everywhere, like I'm swimming in it. Hmm. And it just, I feel like anything is possible. It's like that's hmm. where for me, when I'm feeling the most love that like all possibilities exist. Mm. And so it just feels like really huge and really 
amazing. I want to be in it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, me too. (laughs) Hence why there's this podcast, so I keep coming back to it. And what, I'm sure there can be many things, but those feelings, which I will say one of my favorite things when asking people this question is how each person's answer like deeply connects, but is so unique. Again, so for you to be like, it is big, is all possibilities. I'm swimming in it. Like just that description to me is so helpful, right? Also kind of mm-hmm. like expands my um what what love can be, also, right? Mm-hmm. Um but for you, like, w- yeah, what prompts it? And later in the conversation, we'll talk about what does the opposite. But like, yeah, what prompts that feeling, that connection? Well, I think it's actually just that. It's the, it's for me, it is connection. And like a lot of times it's when I'm connecting with others, which is, you know, why I think I, I work as a, a health coach and as a trainer. I love working with people. And I love that feeling of the the energy, you know, or the synergy that's created yeah. when you are connecting with another person. Um, so for me, the connection will often spark that like major feeling of like love and possibility and just, you know, expansiveness. Um, but I think it can also come from connecting with myself. Mm. And I know you said we'd get to the other part later because, you know, obviously being disconnected from myself can make everything feel really small and, um, and scary. But when I'm feeling really grounded and I'm really connected with myself, with, you know, just being present to Mm -hmm. what is actually happening in front of me, really appreciating the moment, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, which is not easy to do, but like, you know making that effort to just appreciate like, oh, I'm alive. You know, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff is happening, but I can be centered in myself. I can be grounded in my body. I can be aware of what my needs are. So even if I'm like not feeling great, I think if I know what it is I need and I can kind of like connect to that deeper part of myself, that that can feel really loving as well. Is that something... Has that been a journey? You're getting to what you just described, right? That practice, that knowingness of yourself, that rhythm. Was that something you, I don't mean to assume, even though I'm kind of nudging into an assumption, but was it something you were like born with and have stayed with? Or is it something you've like learned as you've, as you've lived? Oh yeah. Oh God, no. It's something that I've had to learn. It's like through, you know, through yeah. a lot of painful lessons. And I would say like, I'm still learning it. I don't think it's ever going to stop. I think it's always going to be, you know, this, this work in progress. Um, and, and so, yeah, in answer to your question, it's definitely been, you know, over the period of my lifetime and constantly working on that. And I'll be totally forthcoming, Elizabeth, when you had asked me to, to do this podcast. And this was like, you know, several months ago, I was like, oh my gosh, like, why is she asking me to do this? Like, I totally did not get it. I was really nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have anything to say. And then, you know, things happened, holidays happened. It got pushed forward a little bit. And I'm so grateful because I, I just feel like this is the perfect time to do it. Yes, yes, yes. And I love, it's interesting. I want to ask one other question kind of in the genre we're in. And then I do want to go a little bit more into like the ego part or those voices, right? That mm-hmm. pop up and um, doubt us, shame us, stop us, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, 
I just, yeah, I just so appreciate that transparency. I think maybe almost everyone who I've talked with has had a similar initial reaction, right? Except Mm. for maybe my wife who like knew what was coming for like a year, but like, (laughs) I'm just so grateful for you to even share that, right? Because I, it's, it was a feeling. I was like, oh, Steph and I need to talk about this. We need to talk about life and love and yeah. humanity and authenticity and justice. And I, I didn't even think about it for a second. But if you would have asked me to do something, I would know I would have been like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Who, me? Like, and, and the journey to, so, so I just like, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I'm grateful for the timing because this is, this is the right timing. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of back into the realm of like that possibilities all encompassing kind of love feeling, but what inspires you the most? Hmm. For me, I think inspiration comes from the forward thinking and like just thinking about what I want to create. You know, like what do I want to do next? where do I want to go next? Where where do I, what do I want to try with my business? You know, which is like, it's scary stuff, but it's also, it's like that nervousness that's accompanied with the excitement. It's not just like fear and anxiety, but it's like, oh gosh, like this is making me shake and sweat and I'm scared, but I also really would be excited to do this. So I think just like daydreaming and envisioning what things would be like if they went well, (laughs) which is not something that I've had a lot of experience doing in my life Mm -hmm. up until recently when I've just tried to, you know, make it um, more of a practice in my life, especially if I catch myself like thinking about all the worst case scenarios, because like, I've spent a large portion of my life doing that. And so now I'm just like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. What would it look like if it went really well, or if it went exactly the way that I wanted it to? And so I think if I can get myself into that headspace, that that for me provides a lot of inspiration. Yes. And do you, do you feel a difference between inspiration and motivation for you? Mm, That's a great question. I do. I mean, like right off the bat, you know, my gut is telling me like, yeah, those are two separate things for me. Um, Yeah. I do think that they're different. For me, like motivation, like if I think about exercise, for example, you know, like sometimes I'd rather just sit on the couch and eat chips and Mm -hmm. watch TV. And and sometimes I need that and that's fine. But there are days where I just like, I know I need to push myself a little bit. And so for me, like a motivator there is like, I really like the way my body feels when I stay on top of my movement practice. Yeah. Because when I do that, I have the least amount of pain I feel mm-hmm. strong and confident in what my body can do. And I'm not like afraid that I'm going to, you know, sneeze and throw my back out. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. Now, that I'm, now that I'm 41 Legit. is a very real thing. <laughs> Legit. We'll talk more about that too. And yeah. how your training with you like has honestly at moments like saved my body from things that are like, oh. I never was thought I had to prepare for. We'll get to that at the end. Um, but yes, and and just how it feels, yeah, yeah. Thanks for answering that. I'm wondering about people listening to about motivation versus inspiration, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the language we've grown up with. Again, to me, motivation is very intellectual, right? It's very like my mind makes the choice, or it's very like external kind of expectations. Yeah. Whereas inspiration feels like my it literally feels like my spirit is 
growing me the energy comes more from within mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but you're so right because sometimes it takes that middle moment of kind of like self like encouragement or getting on a session with you right like to 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 get that bridge where then I am connected to inspiration again right so yeah. they, for a yeah. while I was like no motivation because I had pushed myself so hard for so long without the feeling right from within that guidance mm-hmm. um it was more punishment than than authentic yeah whole but then I feel like I'm the, and since we met too this mix of being able to use both right it's like mm-hmm. being able to, to use both um okay so going to into a little bit of like your actually I want to ask one more question about when you feel like love that bigness that all-encompassing that swimming in it that all possibilities. Do you have any images? Like when you imagine yourself in that en- energy, do, do any images come up either of you or of anything where like, and I'm like such a visual person. So if this doesn't resonate, you don't have to answer it. But mm-hmm. of what, when you feel like that, what it almost looks like to you or an image that like uh, kind of mirrors that energy. Hmm. I don't think that I have like a visual that comes up in the moment. But mm-hmm. if I think about it now, like if I'm kind of looking at myself mm-hmm. being in a moment of that expansiveness of really like feeling that love, there's always sunshine. There's always like mm-hmm. bright light, you know, yeah. kind of like surrounding me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the moment, I don't really have a visual that's attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But things are sharing about the bright light or the sunshine. I just feel like we, it's so easy to imagine and remember how it feels when we feel so crappy. You know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah. um, like I know how it feels. And for, so for me to remember what, if, like when you describe how you feel when you're like deeply connected to love, I could see it. You know what I mean? And then it reminds me, I don't know. It's just like when we look at a sunset, right. Or we look at animals or we, it's that prompt of like, I don't know. There's something about, um, especially your descriptors. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can see that. And I can see you in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and again, no pressure. You're not going to stay there. But um, yeah, the feeling of that. I think it's a warmth. I think that's what I'm kind of getting at is like, like yes. you mentioned the feeling yeah. of it, like more, the visual for me is just reminding me of that sensation of warmth. Like when something yeah. really touches your heart, Or when someone's being like vulnerable and like raw and you know that it's like, especially that's like really challenging. And then it's just like that expand, like my, my heart opening feeling. And then this like sensation of just like warmth. Yes. So yes. yeah, the, the sunshine, like the little kitty cat sitting in the, the little sunbeam. Yes. yes. <laughs> that, for me, that's like pure love right there. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if it's so interesting, and I'm sure after this conversation, I'll have more. And as we continue our relationship, I'll have more. But when I, if someone was like, could you describe Steph, one of the descriptors in there would be many, right? And many that I'm still like getting to know, but one of them would be warmth. And mm-hmm. again, I feel that when we connect personally, and I also feel that when we're when I'm in like a, a class with you, I feel that warmth, which and also like then I show up to class with you and I don't actually have to hold that warmth or, or instigate it myself. I could show up in any state and that it's interesting. It's like you're the sun on those calls. Um 
which we'll talk about how that feels to you, <laughs> you know, depending on what, how, what day you're in, but like you're the sun, you're that warmth. And then I get to show up whenever I'm in, but, but then I get some sunshine too. Right. And then it often part ways through class, something shifts. It's really, it's just interesting. That is so sweet. Like I'm just taking that in because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the warmth. Like yeah. I'm the source of that. And at yeah. the same time, like that's what I'm it's not like I go into a class like I need to be the most, you know, loving and share all the love, but it's like, that is what I hope comes through because I'm doing these things from a place of love. Yeah. So I, that, that makes me really happy to hear. Thank you for that. Yes. Yes. Um, so kind of talking like about your humanity. I always ca- call it the part of my humanity, the ego, like anything that's again, like in my mind, it kind of goes more, it's more fear-based. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Like it's, but it just is like definitely more fear-based, more contracted, more worried. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has that, like when you were saying like, how could things not go well? Right. It's like, that's yeah. like my ego's like, I have that. I'm wondering about in whatever way you feel comfortable, like a part of your humanity or a part of your kind of ego that you feel like gets in the way or has or holds you back or like shuts you down. Mm. Yeah, that's a part. That's a part of being human. I feel is very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, I think that's just a part of being human and, you know, it's not a bad thing. I'm sure it serves mm-hmm. some kind of purpose. Yeah. Um, for me, that looks like, that looks like a voice that says, no one cares. You don't, you don't matter. You know, mm-hmm. like what you're, and you're only good <laughs> if you're producing something mm-hmm. for someone else's consumption, Um, or that like, it's not okay to do something unless it has a purpose, you know, like, like an outcome, like something that's, I don't know, the thing that comes to mind is like, you know, it starts with the C and rhymes with capitalism. I'm sure that's where it came from. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it's, it's one of those things that, you know, that voice has gotten quieter over time. And at least now I can notice it when it comes in. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't have days where it totally takes me over and I just like freeze and feel like I can't move forward in a good way. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, that's the part I would say that I, that like, when you say shuts me down, that mm-hmm. is the, the big thing that stops yeah. me from just like, you know, moving forward and creating for the sake of beauty or for my own personal mm-hmm. enjoyment. I'm like, oh, did you grow up in the United States of America? Like, <laughs> As a matter of fact, I did. How did you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's so interesting to that voice, which connects to like, you don't matter or you don't matter unless, right? It's mm-hmm. like productivity, like all these external things. I feel like my question is, have you gone through a time in your life where you felt looking back in retrospect, we always do like the best we can, right? It's like 2020 hindsight. You um, were mostly creating from that place without even knowing it. Like I, I'm like, oh my God, my entire twenties. I was like either creating from that place or disappearing, right? And trying to, but, but can, yeah. Like as you've been able to see it more and more and feel the difference of like creating from, you don't matter unless you do this exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. To fit in, 
um, versus you do matter, you're loved, there's all possibility, there's bigness, there's synergy, right? Like, can you look back at your life and be like, oh, I can, can you see when you were more creating from that kind of older model? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, in all honesty, it's been the vast majority of the time, you know, that I've been working. And, um, and that sort of, I would say that shifted quite a bit, not that long ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was maybe like, four months ago, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. I had this meltdown of sorts, where, you know, I really needed a break from teaching. I needed, there was just a lot going on in my life. I moved three times last year, um, one time out of state, you know, I live in Bend, Oregon now. I had, my husband and I had never been here before we like basically had to leave California and just end up somewhere we didn't know. So there was just a lot going on and, and my, my health was like in a place where I was struggling with some things and I was really wanting to get a better handle on that. But I was so terrified of like taking a break from teaching, you know, and not not teaching a class. Um, and it, re- I really struggled with that. Like I, I was in tears because I felt like, well, if I stop, what's everybody going to think, you know, mm-hmm. or like no one's ever going to come back. No one's ever going to come back and work with me. It was like the most fear-based thoughts about what was going to happen to my business that I, I kind of like just rekindled again, you know, working for myself not that long ago. Um, and I didn't want to give in to the, you know, to taking care of myself and being honest about what it was I needed because I mm. felt like I'm worthless if I don't do this. Mm. And it Ugh, was, I yeah. had like, a, it was a, re- it was a dark time for me, Elizabeth. Like I was really struggling for a time with that. So I feel like I'm kind of freshly coming into this place of what would work really well for me? You know, like, what do I really genuinely feel inspired to create as a, as an offering? Like, how do I want my business to look? So I'm still in the process of like modeling that. Um, but I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm in such a better place now and just really feeling more grounded and centered. Um, and, and being able to create from that place of like love and expansiveness and beauty and what feels good as opposed to the, the fear-based, like better keep producing. Otherwise you're not a valuable member of society. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. And I can't even tell you, but I'm sure you could guess like how many people I feel like have had those moments or, or are in the midst of those moments. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, isn't it amazing that from outside, right. It could be like, Oh, take a few breaks, do what you need. But to the inside, right. To that place in us, it can be terrifying. Like literally mm-hmm. like you will lose everything and you will die. You yes. know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> That's what it feels um, like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. Anything else you want to share about, feeling worthy versus feeling worthless and that, but I just feel that I, I see that. And so like where we were taught our worth comes from mm-hmm. versus where our worth does come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and holding ourselves in these places, um, trying to hold on to something that was what we thought was where our worth came from, but it, it yeah. isn't necessary, right? So, but yeah, anything else you want to share about like, 
yeah, that just your as it continues to unfold and will unfold for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the difference between like where your worth, your value actually comes from versus where you were conditioned to think it came from. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and you're right. It is going to just be a practice like over the course of my lifetime, I think. Um, but for me, it's just a reminder that not just me, but like every single being on this planet is worthy just because they are, Yes, you know, not because of who, who you say you are, like, you know, what you do for a living or how much money you make or, you know, X, Y, Z, any of that stuff, but like you have inherent value and worth and you don't have to even do anything. Yes, And it's like, you know, we all are not, I don't want to say we all, but a lot of us have bought into the belief that that's not true. Like, Uh no, Uh this is what makes you worthy. And it's this list of things that we've Uh bought into. And it's like, at any time, you can remind yourself that that's an illusion, that that's not factual, that that is, you know, basically like, I don't want to use words like what the machine wants you to believe, (laughs) but it's really like, yeah, it's better um, for the people at the top if they have you believing that because you will literally kill yourself, run yourself into the ground, make yourself sick, running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to do all of these things for someone else so you can feel worthy when it's like, yeah, you can just decide for yourself that that's not true. Now that yes. is, I think, way easier said than done. And I like do not have a manual or like steps of like, here's how to go about that. But <laughs> I think that <laughs> I'm just feeling grateful that I've even been able to like kind of step out of that illusion long enough to go, yes. oh my gosh, that wasn't real. That's not true. It's just, you know, this thing that I don't have to believe anymore. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, I just, I feel like we need to take a minute and just like let that sink in because it just is so spot on. And I feel like in that remembering, like in you sharing how it's been and how it will continue to be at times for sure, but mm-hmm. also the truth underneath it, to me, that's a medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. And even you being like, it's an illusion. Do you know, and like, I, I feel like any day of the week, you could say that to someone else, right? But to say it to yourself, mm-hmm. to own it for yourself, to have that moment, 100% right. We could talk all about it. And then the next time one of us or anyone listening to this, right, is going through that moment of like, we feel like we're going to die if we don't keep doing it the way we've done it. And yet our body and our mind and our system is saying, it's actually a problem if you keep going this way, right? Yeah. Because it kind of reminds me, it it almost reminds me again of, right, that, that mountain, that ladder we hear so much about where the top in that scenario, right, where it's like our worth is based off of proving something to someone else yeah. or reaching some summit, it which I tried to do so deeply, right, in my mm-hmm. 20s like, mm-hmm. um, and into my 30s, and I still absolutely have moments of it. But that realization that, like, there's never actually a top, and it will kill me before I arrive to the place I think I'm going to arrive to, mm-hmm. right? Like, and again, I don't mean necessarily physically, which could be, but I just emotionally, spirit-wise, right, my, my purpose here, right? So it's like this never-ending... I don't know. It's a big thing for me too of being like, I don't want to just get to the next summit, right? Yeah. Like that can't be why we're here. But you saying 
you just describing that is so beautiful. And I think my question for us, like whoever wants to say this is like, again, how, how, how do we live? How do we want to live if we know we have inherent value, right? If we know we have inherent worth, who can we be? (laughs) Like who can we allow ourselves to be? How can we plan? Well, one thing, one thing that I do want to add on that's just kind of coming to mind in this conversation is that like, I also recognize that for some people, it, it, it really is life or, te- life or death to stay in kind of that system, right? To have to work yourself into the ground, to have to produce for somebody else. You know, like a lot of people, their livelihood relies on being in that cycle. Um, and so as I'm saying all of this, I'm just recognizing like, I have a lot of different kinds of privilege that allow me to be able to step out of it and to say like, oh, I don't have to do this thing and I'm still worthy. And yes. I mean, that could, that's like a totally separate conversation. And then at the same time, it's like, you know, as these things start to come up, one of the things that I've been working on is really recognizing my privilege and where that comes in and being able to work for myself and being able to take that rest that I need because my health is suffering you know, and so many people don't have that. Um, and that, you know, that also is just, that's a whole other separate conversation that I'm sure we could get into at, at some point. In looking at that, in looking at the privilege piece, right? Do you, tell me your mix. This is what, like, I often feel gratitude and guilt, and grief, like all at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's a very big combination. When you look at that privilege piece, just how does it make you feel? And I'm curious about the, the, the complexity of it, right? Like, um, yeah. How does it, because again, I could see, right. You're like, I'm grateful for this and I'm aware of this. And, but I'm just curious about like, just, yeah, if you just share like what it, what it brings up in you as you look Mm -hmm. at that. Absolutely. I mean, I can totally relate to the guilt. Um, for me, I feel like it's also tied into shame and I recognize that getting caught up in those emotions and recognizing and naming my privilege is not helpful in, you know, moving the needle when it comes to creating um, a more equitable world for everyone, you know, and, and leveling out the playing field. So it's like, I'm not going to deny that I feel guilt and shame um, when I start to like really outline how privileged I am, you know, um, but I think more importantly, it's like, I have this privilege and I want other people to have access and I want other people to, you know, be able to have what I have or be treated in a way that is more fair. So looking ahead, you know, what can I do to help level the playing field? And I think just even recognizing, recognizing privilege is like a... (laughs) a huge big first step because if we don't know what privileges we have or we're in denial of it or we're trying to push it down because it doesn't feel good because it brings up those feelings of grief and guilt and shame um it's going to be impossible to move forward or move to mm. move to that next step of like okay well what do we do about it now mm. yes 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 thank you for sharing that Thank, we, again, we could talk for hours about that. Um, and but 
those pieces. Um, I'm just grateful for those pieces and, and the, and the desire, the commitment that you just shared, right. That I see in you two of being a part, you're not doing the whole thing on your own, but being a part of creating a more equitable world. Right. And, the humanity pieces that need to be looked at, right? Like it have to be honored that we need to be kind of sober in our awareness of. But then what you said about, but if I stay there, then I'm not helping, right? Mm -hmm. Create a more equitable world, right? And so then it's like taking that next step. And then I think we just keep cycling, right? With those, like everything cycles with those steps. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm wondering... um, Oh, it's so interesting. I want to do like a choose your own adventure. <laughs> like, Let's do it. Choose your own adventure. Um, okay, I'm going to ask a three part. I have no idea if this is possible for you to do. And if you're like, I don't want to, like, don't do it or do it a different way. But, but because I want to kind of get to this next section so we have just real time for it. Yeah. I was curious about you asking me asking you three questions in a row where you kind of answered them with like one word or one phrase. Ooh, and again, if this okay. Is, okay. If you enjoy it, okay. I was like, and if it's awkward, <laughs> then like we don't have to do this. But okay, so the so the three next questions. Wait, hold on, Elizabeth, um, is this gonna be okay. like lightning round? Like do I have to answer like immediately? No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> immediately, but I'm more thinking of like you taking a moment you listening to what the answer is. And just for, again, also just for, I I have some things coming up where I really want stories from, right? Like experiences. And these are just more just like a a word or a phrase or one little thought. And because some of these too, but you don't have to like, you don't have to like panic yourself and like jump in. (laughs) I'm not getting, you know what I mean? Unless that's fun. If you want to do that, you can. Um, So the first question is what, what is a part of you that you feel like guides you from love? A part of you. So I know we talked with ego, right? But like, what is the, a part of you that you feel like guides you from love? Heart. Great. What is something about being human you struggle with? Pace. Yeah. What is something about being human that you really love? Emotion. Oh. Oh, that's so hard not to do follow-up questions. Okay, I'm going to do two more. I'm just going to two more in the same kind of energy. What is something about being a human being that um, feels really confusing? I'm totally blanking on this one. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you can say pass. You can say, yeah, pass. Okay, perfect, perfect. Pass, pass. Okay, last one. What is something you want to feel more of in this coming year? <gasps> space. Space, space, space. Yes, yes. Okay. Wait, can okay. I go back to the confusing question? Yes. Yes. Math. 
Ah, All I have to say is F math. I think that it was a huge waste of time. I'm angry that I had to take it in school. And I mean, like, you know, we all have calculators now. So, you know, yes, math is lame. Just kidding. Thank you. Oh my gosh. We need, no, it's because don't you feel actually how that's a missing piece of your answers? Do you know what I mean? Because we're going to be on like, what do we love? What do all these really true things? What do we wish for? What do we stand for? And it's like, what do you hate? A math. Um, but I also, so just your four words, I don't know, maybe we'll play a fun game after our call or something, but your four words, but now math is in there, take it or leave it, but our heart, mm-hmm. pace, math, space. Oh, it rhymes sort of. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's something. Okay. So thank you for that. Thank you for that fire round. That was fun. I'm sorry. I got um, louder and louder which with each answer. Like I would be the worst contestant on a game show. <laughs> Because I would just be standing on the chair by the third question, like shouting, and people would be definitely afraid of me. Like, oh, is she going to throw something? This oh my god, I love it! But it, oh my god, it reminds me. I saw a video of you doing a game with your family on Instagram where you won. <laughs> what was that game? Well, no, I didn't actually win. I only posted oh. the part of the video where it looked like I won. Oh, it looked like you won. <laughs> it was um. I mean, I just called it like Buckeye Bullseye, but every year there is this like tree where all these Buckeyes fall on the ground, like right before Christmas. And my dad will like collect them. And then usually there's still some left on the tree. And then the goal is to like throw them at the tree and try to hit the ones that are still on there and knock them down. Except this year they had all fallen down because it was really windy. So then we had like, there was this pole sticking up. And so one person would climb the ladder and go put the, one of the Buckeyes on top. And then we would all just like start throwing them and try to knock it down. And um, I, most of my, my aim was like terrible for most of the game, except, you know, the 15 seconds, I think I shared on Instagram. I was like, (laughs) I look like a pro. I totally played softball growing up. Can you tell? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That isn't, and isn't that so funny what the human mind takes away? I was like, oh my God, you're amazing at that (laughs) game. And you're like, I have 27 videos of missing. Yeah, well, that was intentional. (laughs) I mean, it's Instagram, right? Like, we always want to show our best. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but what's interesting is you are one of the people on Instagram that I watch who will speak so transparently, so vulnerably, so with emotion, right? Um, Oh, emotion was one of your other... Emotion was one of your words. Mm. Um, about the thing you love about being human. You said emotion. Yes. I forgot. Okay. So heart, pace, emotion, math, space. Um, but you share, but I, I love kind of that kind of paradox too, of like you sharing these moments where you feel right. Like again, you're, you're outraged, right. Or mm. something is unacceptable or you're, something is completely out of integrity. But then again, we have these human moments and I'm trying to kind of embrace my lighter parts as well this year of like, I'm going to show a video of me (laughs) like nailing this thing. And it's like for play and for light and for fun and like, is it? So anyway, full, full picture there, I think. Yeah. Full Full spectrum of emotions. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. I am wondering if you can give me an example of something in your life that you were kind of like you resisted or you were afraid of um, for like a very long time. Like it felt either like a problem or like something getting in your way or something that just was like a struggle. And then once you started moving through it, you've already kind of given some examples today actually already, but it, it kind of like became a gift 
Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm. Like, yeah, something at the beginning, you're like, I don't want to go near that with a 10 foot pole. And then when <laughs> once you either start working on it or living through it, or sometimes we're forced to be, we're in the midst of something like that in the midst of, or on the other side of it ended up being a gift. Well, I think you actually, you kind of just mentioned it a little bit um, with what you said about like transparency uh, over social media. I think that for a very long time, I was terrified of letting myself be seen fully, like the parts that, you know, not just the parts of myself that were put together or polished, um, but like being seen in my struggle or like sharing challenges that felt really vulnerable. That was just like, for me, that was just like off the table. It was like, nobody want, you know, the voice in my head, like people don't go on social media to hear struggle and negative things. Like no one is going to want to hear about that. And you're just going to sound complainy and da, 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 da. Mm. And then it was like, I started, there were parts of myself that I really wanted to share. And I, I really wanted to be more transparent. I wanted to share more parts of myself. And when I started doing that, the feedback that I got um, was just, wow, thank you so much for sharing that. I feel less alone or I can totally relate to that. And so then it did start to feel like it was a gift. And of course, it's like, you know, you still want to be careful, right? About like what you share because it's going out everywhere and it's going to be somewhere potentially forever. And not everybody is going to take it as good or like do something good with it. So I think that's maybe where I even still struggle is like, I do find myself still second guessing quite a bit and not sharing as fully as I want to, because, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Elizabeth, but like, I feel like I'm a super open book. Like if you ask me a question, I will tell you everything I know. Like, I don't understand this concept of privacy <laughs> or like, yes, or, yes. you know, like, and some people are going to deem it as oversharing. Other people are going to be like, wow, that was really helpful for me to know that about you, that you're a human being, that you struggle, that you suffer, that you're insecure, that you're nervous, that your armpits sweat every time you get on zoom, mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. you don't sleep every night before you start to teach a new class because you're so nervous. Like mm-hmm. those things, people, I know there's going to be people who are going to really feel helped by knowing that. And like be able to relate. And then there's going to be people who might, you know, want to use that in a, in a negative way. So it's like, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm constantly like wondering, like, do I share this? Do I not share this? But, but thank you for, you know, um, for complimenting me on that, on the, the transparency, because that it's a big deal for me. And I'm, I'm still working on it and still trying to like constantly shed more layers and soften and open and put more of myself out there. Yes, 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 yes. And do you, uh, what is like the difference for you? And again, I think we're in all in the midst of learning this, right? And like, and how social media or any way of communicating, right, can be a way of connecting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, versus like a comparison lab like you know what I mean like just there's very there's real pluses and real negatives I feel and again I feel like every day I'm like riding a surfboard that like I never knew I was I'm like I'm not a surfer what am I doing you know what I mean um but I'm curious for you and again this is something I don't know how to do and I'm kind of taking it one day at a time the difference between 
sharing some, like, again, are you in a place where you want to share everything on social? Like you're called to, that's part of your intuition. That's part of your, like your heart call. Or do you have a difference between, again, what is like private just for Mm -hmm. you and your like circle or your relationships, your support team versus what goes, like, where is that line for you? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm honestly asking it too, because I'm, I feel like I'm kind of dancing it every day. Um, yeah. Where is the line of like, oh, this is mine to be healing or processing and I'm not going to share it versus when is it time to share? Like, what's that What's that for you? That is such a great question. Um, I'm, I'm happy to share what I've figured out so far. I think it's one of those things that I'm still kind of working through. Um, mm-hmm. But I, because for so long, I did life for other people. Mm-hmm. Even at the expense of my own health, well-being, you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, um, I'm really on this quest to do things that feel good and feel right for me. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I think that when something comes up, and I've been like faced with this, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to post this thing, and it's it feels big, mm-hmm. and then there's this like internal resistance to posting it. Of like, and and I don't even, sometimes I can't name it. I can't tell you exactly why. I think it's just gut instinct or Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't really want to share this. And then that for Mm -hmm. me is my guide of like, oh, delete draft. Mm -hmm. And then there might be times where I'm creating a post and it's like, this feels really big. It feels vulnerable. It feels scary. And it might feel to me like, I do want to share this you know, regardless of what the outcome will be. Um, And maybe it'll help somebody, you know, and maybe it won't, but the most important thing is that I wanted to do it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so interesting going back to that moment where you, your whole system was saying, take a break, right. That you described Mm -hmm. and your first thought was what will everyone think? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which that's so wild. And I have that same voice. It's like, let's check in with everyone in the world before we actually decide what you want to do, Elizabeth, which is, and then you wonder why you get stuck. Like, but, but that, just that invitation, I don't know. I want to write that on a post-it for myself too, is as I'm sharing like, Elizabeth, what, what do you want to do? What feels right to you? And then yeah. offering it. Right. And then again, it goes where it goes or doesn't where it doesn't like it's, but it is that like integrity piece. One other question about this. Um, and then I want to go into a, a, another area I'm really looking forward to talking about, but around this, I, it's interesting. I had, had a similar experience where I was like, again, wouldn't share anything. Right. That was, certain emotions, any kind of darkness, any like real vulnerability. Like it was basically like turn on the light, show up in the world. If the light's off, you hide in your house, Mm -hmm. right? Like that was very much. Um, And then in the last two years, and again, with the work of like an energy worker and some great support, I kind of pendulumed the other way where Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to own my emotions. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to honor my darkness. I'm going to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, and I feel like I almost pendulumed the other way in that I, I now have more comfort sharing about the harder. It was one of the reasons I could have never done this podcast before, right? Because it wouldn't have ever been the full picture. Mm-hmm. Like it would only have been like, oh, what do you love? Right. And not like what is terrifying to you? Yeah. Right. Like it's 
So it's, I feel this like more of a wholeness, but I've pendulumed that way. And now I almost feel like a a reluctance to share the joy, right? The reluctance to share the, the like amazing, like I'm pretty good with neutral and then I'm good with the call to vulnerability Mm -hmm. or I'm good with like, if something feels out of alignment and I'm meant to be a part of the conversation, Mm -hmm. but when it is like, like the majesty of life, right. Or the magic, I kind of hold back, which is so interesting because I use it's like it's pendulum the other way yeah. to hold. So, do you have do you have a version of that, or like is there anything like any part of your experience that you don't share, even though it's really mm-hmm. authentic to you and you're mm-hmm. living? Yeah, I think that like things that are well, I can't put it all into the box of things that are super close to my heart because mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is you know a, a lot of what I share. Um, But then there are, you know, certain tender moments or certain things that do feel like they're just for me. It's like, they're like, they're like sacred things. They're like things that are just not up for other people's viewing, other people's knowing, Mm -hmm. other people's judgments, opinions, discussion. Like that's just Mm -hmm. not for that. I can't really think of like a certain, like, I can't give you an example of it, but that's just what's coming up. Would it be okay if I ask you a question? Yeah, please. What do you think your hesitation is in not posting the big joy moments? I feel like, and maybe there's something deeper, but my first feeling is... I think it's got two parts, actually. I think one of them is connected to what we were talking about earlier with privilege. Mm. Um, I think it's connected to like guilt or shame or um, like if I've, I've always had this not as much connected to privilege, but just more connected to empathy that like if so many people are suffering, how can I share that I'm in joy? Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that joy is so important to me as a part of the experience. And I spend a lot of energy cultivating it, you know what I mean? And can reconnecting to it. And like, there's a lot of joy in my household with Lauren, my wife, you know, like, there's a lot of joy in living in Maine. And the, like, so I think part of it is this, I think part of it is connected to guilt mm-hmm. um, and still understanding how it all can be on the table at the same time, right? Yeah. Like you were describing. Um, and then I think there is another piece though. I think maybe part of it is like, um, I could be like, kind of like shot down from my high horse of joy. Do you mm, know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, it's almost like there could be further to fall if I, and if I keep it to myself, like, and I do think there are so many things that are meant to be sacred. I think there's so, I want the absolute majority of my life to be not on any kind of social media. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you just said the thing about what's sacred and what's just for me, um, I want that, but I think I do have some fear and I, I, it's interesting. I'll look at it more now that you brought up the question, like of, yeah, what it, like, what am I afraid of if I share that too? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like as a part of the whole picture, cause I can, I feel myself holding it back or being, that's too much for people. That's going to be too much. Or I'm going to be judged. What are people going to think back to that question? I can really appreciate Uh, that answer. And just, you know, especially given the last three years, I can totally relate to feeling like this seems really calloused 
for me to be in such celebration and experiencing joy, even though like, you know, mentally, like I know that that's not true. Like everyone is deserving of joy and me not sharing mine, you know, because I'm afraid that somebody's having a bad day and it's going to come across that I'm, you know, so full of myself or like, ugh, look at her, you know, it's like, but I, I can feel you on that one. And it's Mm. just, the truth is like social media in particular is a very difficult landscape to navigate Mm -hmm. and you never know what's going to come out on the other side of it. And I've received horrific messages from people when I've posted things that I'm like, what, what, really? Okay. Well, I guess you're getting blocked. (laughs) This wasn't meant for you apparently. Um, but yeah, uh, that's really interesting. And I can just definitely relate to what you said. Yes. And one more final question on this. On that like soul learning lesson way, why why do you think we're on social media? Not for like the person, not for the business, not for all that like, t- like but as a soul learning, mm. like life learning, why why do you feel like again it's one of the pl- way the places that you're continuing to learn to be yourself, right? In this world, that's why I feel oh. for myself. Why? Why that right now? Oh my gosh. I think, I mean, I've talked to so many people who feel lonely, regardless of like how many people live in their household or how many friends they have. Um, So my guess would be that it's for connection. And that like, even though it feels like it's high stakes, it's pretty low stakes. Or I mean, it it can be low stakes because you're like, okay, so this is going out into the world. I don't know who's going to see it. I don't know where this reel is going to end up. Um, But I don't know these people. (laughs) You know, so at the end of the day, it's like, why do I care? Like some random person is maybe going to happen upon this and be like, that's stupid. And it's like, okay, (laughs) it's fine. You can think that it's stupid. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's probably just for connection. Yeah. And it's so interesting because if that was the basis uh, that we keep going back to of like the why, if the why is for connection, right? The why is for being who we authentically are the why is sharing when we're called to sharing and and not when we're not it's it's just it's a very interesting place like it's a very interesting thing but yes yes for connection that in the best of its moments oh my gosh i feel that and i'm so grateful for it I'm just going to take a moment and we're going to wrap up part one of this beautiful conversation with Stephanie. And you can join us in part two when we dive deeper into many things, but especially um, Stephanie sharing a really beautiful and authentic um, share about her relationship with her body and what she has learned over the last few years and where she is and also sharing a bit more about strength training, mobility training, coaching. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about Green Day. So we can't wait to see you in episode two. And as for the Patreon members, thank you so much for supporting the creation, the production, the team of this podcast. And if you'd like to become a Patreon member, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the love says podcast. We'll see you on part two.